Right, so Paul, thank you for being our very first guest on the Say It, what has now become a little bit of a Say It podcast. And the reason for it is, obviously, we asked you to send in your little tape uh, with, with regards to some of your notes. And we realised that, that actually you've probably got a load more to say and we probably want to get, as we want to tap into as much of your kind of knowledge and experience as possible. So we thought we'd do, we'd do it in a, in a way of a podcast. So Okay, yeah, makes sense. So all good. So I'm, I'm keen to know before we, um, before we kind of get into the contestants, just how, what's life been like for you as, a, as an actor, as a creator, you know, during what seems like a, a 12 months now in, in, in lockdown? <laughs> how, how, is, how is life at your end? Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been tough, I guess, as a creative, um, I think, so I left drama school, um, got myself a great agent and within that first year out of drama school, I had 19 castings and that was for Apple TV, um, Just Eat commercials, McDonald's commercials, um, there's a few other soaps in there, feature films, some games. It was amazing. I was in London. It felt like every other month, um, doing some sort of casting or self-tapes or or whatnot. And then, yeah, there was then a very definite nothing. Um, so 2020, I, I had two castings compared to the 19 I had. So quite quite stark. And, and you do start to think, you know, is it going to start again? Is there any point in me being an actor now? Do I have to look at some other type of career in the industry? Because you know what essentially you were doing and you were on the road your cars broke down and there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to go no one can help yet there's nothing you can do um it seems like you know the industry has started back up but that's only the stuff that so for example i've got a friend who works on coronation street and the reason they were able to start up was that every cast member and crew had a bluetooth necklace on and whenever they came within two meters of each other they'd Beep, 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 beep. And I imagine that's quite expensive kit, you know, and not everyone can do that. So the only kind of things starting up were big feature films and soaps. Everything else had to adapt and change. Um, and while that's happening, anyone else just trying to be a creative and not already a name, well, you're just like, you wait. You just got to wait now um, till it starts up again. So yeah, it's been really tough. Um, just trying to stay creative any way possible. So singing, um, doing monologues on some competitions on Twitter. Thankfully, they've been great. Um, so I'm not rusty doing self tapes, you know. So one doesn't come along and slap me in the face after a year of sitting on my ass. So yeah, it's it's been it's been very tough, and I'm actually quite lucky, I think, to have a positive mentality because there's a lot of my friends who. Um, have genuinely give up and some of them have gone to work at Aldi and they've said no I'm happy now I can't be bothered doing all that again um, it's been too long I've got another friend who's gone into the NHS and a care home and again he said no again I'm, I'm happy now I'm, I'm earning I'm going to change my career because creatively ours is gone um, so it's sad yeah we, we will lose a lot of people but I hope that a lot of us also stick around because the creative industry will come back and it won't just come back as it was. It will come back bigger and stronger because it's been gone. 
and people need the theatre, they need the arts, they need it all back. But hard is the base grade, and, and you know you know that as well from trying to run the centre. I, I wanted to ask you about that. I, I you know, you talked about um, you know what what happens after this, and I, I was I'm a believer of like I, I wondered what. As creator, as an actor, as a performer, whether it be you know a dancer or a writer or, or all of these industry, this industry, I know some people have carried on, but I'm interested to see, and I want to get your view on this: is how much does all of this kind of, you know, this struggle, this heartache, and all of this kind of like isolation and all these different experiences, how how important do you think those will be? Will they be beneficial? Do you think to actors and performers? Because now they've got a load of, of of new emotions that they can draw on. Do you think that? Do you, do you think that that will, that will transpire when you come back? Yeah, I, th- I also think so. That I think there's some truth in that. Uh, I also think a big part of it is um, you know that kind of you don't know what you've got till it's gone. So when I did get a tape through, it was for a it was for a video game where my face would be fully scanned and I'd act in it. So it was. It was almost like a feature film, but it would be a game. And I got that through and I actually treated that like it was a nugget of gold. And I put more heart into that piece than I think I did for maybe the Apple TV series in 2019, which was a big deal. And I think that's because I genuinely now know why, you know, I've got nothing. It's gone. So when I do get these little nuggets through or a bit of theatre or a bit of script, I'm giving it my all. And I have seen that as well through other friends that instead of sat on their arse, they have picked up the guitar they haven't touched for 12 months and they've wrote a song. Um, I've got other friends who started doing painting um, and then they're showing their art on Twitter and Instagram. Um, photography, you know, I think it it really has made us stop being so one-dimensional, like I am actor. And it's not, I'm... I'm a creative and I need to be creative in this moment because if I'm not, then I'm nothing. I might as well just go work in the Aldi and, and give up my career. And um, I, so, I yeah, found, I do think... Sorry, I, th- I found as we as we went through all of this that, you know, th- there was a lot of kind of hype around, you know, support the arts and I'm an artist and my yeah, art yeah. is work. And, you know, we had the, the whole thing about the government telling, you know, people to go and retrain and all of this. Retrain, kind of thing. yeah. You know, and, and in, in one sense... What I found was a lot of people came out very hysterically about, about the arts, defend the arts and all of that. But I also felt like, from, from my point of view, that the arts... There was a lot of people who were making a lot of this hype that, that weren't artists. It was like, we, we're going we're gonna to talk on behalf of the artists. And as, yeah, a, crea- yeah. as a creator, I, I thought to myself, the one thing that, that COVID-19 and lockdown and all of this kind of heartache, the one thing it hasn't done, and it, and it can never do is take away someone's talent. It, it, might, it might affect someone's desire to do something. And funding is obviously a huge problem. So the theatres that are shutting down. But the thing is, the way theatres are run, the theatres are shutting down, but, but the performers that fill those theatres, that, 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 that's, that's a very different set of people. You know, and and yeah. I, I think that when, when you know, the whole thing kicks off again, what you've still got is a load of talented artists out there who will who will have a, a renewed desire to be involved? So the arts, absolutely, you, the, the arts can't go anywhere because yeah. the arts is based on on talent and desire, and there will always be talent, and there will always be desire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the whole government thing of um, yeah, 
don't tell me to retrain and, and whatnot. You can't, you know, if you've if you've got a talent and, and some people are natural, naturally talented, uh, you can't retrain that. You've always got that. You know, some people can't can struggle drawing a stick, man. Another one can draw the, the centre of an eyeball with the most accuracy you've ever seen to the point where you're like, that's a photo. But it, that, they've just been given that skill. You know, naturally, they've got that gift. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The arts will always be there because it's within the people. It's within all, all of us. It's within technicians, even, who light the stage. It's within the dancers. All of these people are so valid to the arts, and it's not going anywhere. Just because we might not have a theatre to go into anymore, we'll make our own theatres, you know. Um, I believe outdoor theatre will have a huge bounce back in 2022, probably, in the summer. Um, depending where we go with, with COVID, outdoor theatre is going to boom. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so obviously you, you're. I sent you. I asked you uh, about becoming part of our, our monologue competition, which we've done. We did sing it, which was all about singing. We did obviously. Um, we did move it, which was about dance. And yeah. lockdown three gave us a chance to to champion um, acting and, and the arts of monologue, which is not something that we've done uh, a, a load of. Um, you know, and and we were surprised that. Uh, the amount of people that, that had this kind of... I think it's a January, New Year. People want to just crack yeah, on yeah. and do something new. Um, so we sent you all the tapes. Um, just give us, give us, your, give us a, you know, a, a general thought on, on what you what you seen when you opened all those up. I mean, generally, you know, it, it might sound easy just setting a camera up and just doing a tape. But honestly, like, um, I remember the first time we had to do it at Alra, I was panicking. I was like... I don't know the skills to do this tape. I don't know the correct procedures. And But do you know what? Opening opening the video and seeing everyone just giving it a proper go, um, considering they haven't been to the art centre, they haven't been doing all of their stuff they would usually do. Um, it was so... It filled my heart, you know, to see these people willing to do a monologue. And I'd say... Uh, I mean, I don't want to say it because it's, it's kind of what I do for a living, but... Doing a monologue is much more boring than singing and dancing. It really is. And um, to see all these people willing to give that a go was absolutely fantastic. And everyone nailed the self-tape, really, you know, to stick your camera up, stand in front of it and give it a go. That, for me, you nailed it. And in terms of the... Um, so, obviously, the the theme was the great British monologue. What, what was you? What was your thoughts on hearing that? What was you expecting when you when you got some of this stuff? I had no idea. Um, in fact, some of them, uh, when I seen Hermione Granger, Harry Potter, I was like, you could have given me a million pound opportunity to guess that, like, if she'd be in it, I wouldn't have guessed it. So actually, I was tripped up by a few of the characters. Paddington Bay, the first one I think was in, I was like, Paddington? You know, it actually made me start thinking about my choices of monologues and like, wow, that's interesting. You know, how Paddington Bay could be chosen as a character, but I really liked it. Um so no, I thought it was great. It was some great characters in there, it really was. So Paul, as a, as a professional actor, give give us your and, and obviously, you know, let like you say self tapes. I think it's become more and more. I know it's been around for a long time, but it's become more relevant. I think more than Absolutely, ever that yeah. you know during lockdowns where people have been sending in their their bits and bobs. You know, I'm keen to pick your brains on some just some general points, really. So maybe some of the things that that you've seen from those videos that. They're a little bit of a bugbear and you think, because obviously this is a, a six-week competition, what we what we want them to do is is improve as they go on and at the end of it is to 
present one really, really, you know, solid piece. So give us some sort of general, general sort of observations that you'd seen that you'd, if, if you could have grabbed them and said, don't do this or do, or, or don't do that. What would some of those don'ts be? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the first, the first one that jumped out at me is uh, just be aware of where you're framing your camera. Um, there's a few occasions, I think I remember on Liv's, I think it was Liv, um, there was a lampshade above her head in the living room. And I remember just for a few seconds thinking, does my nan have that lampshade? <laughs> and and I shouldn't be thinking that. I should be watching solely the person. But you can't help it, you know, as people. It's like when you walk past someone's house and they have the curtains open. You just look in, don't you? Because <laughs> you just can't help but have a look. And that's what you get with these tapes. If you're dancing about in the kitchen, I'll probably have a look at your microwave and your fridge. And <laughs> yeah. So for me, one of the biggest things is it's all about you. It's absolutely all about you. Um, that's why on my tapes, it's a completely white background. It does nothing else other than my face. And that then, as another note, this is all we want to see. We just want to see the just above the top of the head and then just around the chest area as well. Again, on a self-tape, especially on the camera or on, on probably the phones is probably, I guess, most people are sending their um, pieces in on. We're only interested in your face, really, and, and, and what you can tell us through your emotions. Um, it's all well and good that you might slap your leg in, in a jolly manner, but I don't. that's not interesting, you know, especially on a tape. That's, that's for theatre. You know, leave that physical stuff for theatre and let us really see the emotion and character in your face. Let us see your thoughts, and we're only going to get that by being nice, close up and tight. Um, camera movements, a few people done some nice... I think someone sat down, the camera like followed them. Yeah. Um, again, it's nice, it's a nice thought, but it's not about the camera movement. Again, you are the most important person, and all I want to all I care about is your face, your emotion, your personality, your character, your thoughts, your story. I want to see all that. So no cats in the back, no lampshades, um, no fridges. Keep still, frame yourself as if you would. Again, perfect example, BBC dramas, when someone's talking, it's not a full body shot. It will be nice, close and tight, just below the shoulders, just above the head. We just care about you, mm -hmm. nothing else. Is there something to be said, though, for, I mean, I suppose we've, we've not said to them, if we were to send in a, a self-tape to an audition, for example, it would, it would have some parameters as, as a kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. No, do's and don'ts. And I, I think what was... Uh, although I agree with you in the sense of, like, some of these pieces... Maybe there's too much going on. Some of them actually, you know, actually maybe use the cameras as part of a character. Maybe it was more of a little video, you know, like like a scene from a film rather than it was a classic self tape. Um, so I suppose that you know there's some there's some creative license in there. I think some of them are doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know, the, the, if anything is in there that's not part of the ensemble and it's not been designed to help yeah, enhance yeah. the character in any way, then then to to get rid of it. Yeah, another tip would be also to, I, I think the tapes, uh, it, they always work best when you don't stare into the lens because it, it, it can unsettle people as an audience. Some people don't like direct eye contact. So it's always nice just to stare slightly off and use, I've used a mop head as a, as a head mm -hmm. of a person because it's an eye line and um, it works perfectly. It just gives you something to look at, talk to. Um, but yeah, that was another one just... I, I know that some people were using, I think you said the foam was the character. 
-hmm. and other people were using off the screen as a character. Yeah, yeah. Always just always best to use just off just slightly off the screen. And again, it will help the performer as well. Because when you're staring into the camera, you can see yourself as mm -hmm. well. And, and and I can see a few people looking at themselves while they're performing and you're gonna throw yourself off. You know, no one likes watching themselves. Well, some people do. I, th I think it was. I think I have to take the blame for for one of mine. Yeah. So Holly, who was in my team, was was doing uh, Alice in Wonderland, and I, I I like the idea of the fact that that because it's quite you know it's it unset unsettling. I, I was like, I, I want you to make people feel a little bit like, oh, you're talking to me. This is a bit strange. But I suppose in terms of the fantasy element of the piece, it was like, does does that does that help you know so does that help but i think i think it's important like you say it depends on it all depends on context isn't it? what what, what type Absolutely. of what, what yeah. type of character um are, are you are you portraying is it a thought in your head in yeah. which case you're not direct addressing someone directly or is there an element of i remember the character i you know played in the you know you'll have done this yourself where there's an element of you do talk to an audience so there's, yeah. there is some direct direct sort of exposition or whatever and it's like at that point, you bring in you bring in the audience, i.e., the camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you also said something about uh, which I found quite interesting. You said about um, all of you know trying to stay still and be grounded because a lot of your energy goes through the floor if you don't give it. Give, give me unpack that a little bit. Tell us what you mean by by that because you know fidgeting and swaying on the spot is always something that I, as a director, I've always and and sometimes it's an unconscious thing where kids move. And they don't know yeah. the moving because it's just their go-to, their go-to kind of like nervous energy. What can you gain by being by being really grounded, and and, and how can you help sort of develop that particular technique? Right. Well, um, I can talk about myself for this one. So um, I had a really bad thing where um, I didn't sway. I looked grounded, but actually, if you'd look at my toes through my shoes, they were they were going crazy. I'd, I'd sort of like tap my toes on the floor. I guess, and um, it was actually my singing tutor who who noticed it because I had kind of cotton shoes on, and he, he in the middle of singing, he said, "Paul, stop, 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 stop." He said, "Why, why are you tapping your toes?" I said, "I, I had no idea." He said, "It's just something you're not comfortable with." I went, "I, I don't think so. I felt fine. I thought I was grounded. Actually, it, it turned out." I, that was my barrier in my mind. I was using my toes as a way of deflecting my own thoughts about thinking about myself in a way. So by, by doing that with my toes, it was like I've got a little shield up and it's in a similar way, you know, bouncing about and being quite fidgety. You're taking your own mind away from what you're doing and you're not fully, as well as energy, you're not fully, you've not fully got your mind in the character, in that space. You know, would my character be doing that? If they would, that's fine, if you can justify that. But my character probably wouldn't be tapping their toes rapidly, like, you know, like a crazy person. They, that would not be happening. Um, and about the physical thing, you know, if you're jumping about as well, all that energy, when I said it goes into the floor, you are losing it, not just for the audience, because I'm watching you jumping around on the floor. I'm not focusing on you as a person. Again, it's about that. I'm not looking into your face. I'm not reading your signals because you're everywhere. But then also, again, as a person, you are distracting yourself from being more of that character because you're bouncing about. You know, where is the truth? 
in I think someone was a rabbit, weren't they? And they were bouncing everywhere. I I would find it hard to believe that he was thinking about the next line with that much energy going into the floor and not into his upper body. Um, some people manage it fine. You know, there are some very fidgety top, top, top West End performers, um, but they make it more of their trademark. But you will find that almost everyone, if it's not twiddling the hands, tapping the toes, twiddling a zip on your pants, everyone has a little something they do. And it, it is a tiny barrier. It's a little mini shield. And it just takes away 30% of yourself being 100% because you're not concentrating wholly on your performance and the character. So, that, so I think to find yourself grounded would be the word, completely grounded, completely still in the moment and all of your energy is going into you, the thought, the next thought, where your character's going, where your character's being. The physicality then should come through. So you will find even an emotional scene. If you are completely grounded and you're saying the words and you know the words and you know your character, if your character then physically feels like they need to ruffle a hair, that's come through naturally. That's not you dispensing energy for no reason. I think that's it. You, you, you know, you're important when you we talk about self-reflection and understanding, I think, what those are. So many young performers I, I work with, they don't... It's an involuntary thing, a bit like you with the toes. It's not, yeah. it's not something that, you, that you're that you necessarily aware of or you're yeah. not aware as... To, you, you're aware you're doing it, but you're not actually sure or you're not, yeah. you haven't twigged that it's it's been brought on by Yeah, by I've done nerves. it for over a decade. Over a decade, I've done that. And, and it was only it's until a, someone pointed at it. Yeah, it's about understand, and I think once you understand what that go to is, then you can you can take steps to try to remove it or mask it or yeah, yeah. Ju just just use it in a in a slightly different way. Like like yeah, you said, we've all got it. I once heard that Brad Pitt, for example, he eats food in all of his films, and someone once said uh, who worked with him, he eats food because he finds he finds it uncomfortable being on set sometimes. So his, he's developed a trait where in, in many of his films, his character will eat food in a scene. Mm -hmm. And it's because he feels a little bit uncomfortable at times. And I thought that's interesting. You know, he's using his nervous energy in a positive way. He's, he's letting his character eat the food. He's not eating the food in a strange way. That makes sense. One, one of the yeah it does I know what you mean and it's probably like you say it's, I think I suppose understanding what it is and then being able to as I say address those steps yeah, to take yeah. it to take it away one of the one of the things I was going to ask you was and I suppose this is probably the hardest question uh, for all of our performers is is each week obviously the set a different challenge so obviously the great British monologue this week I think next week we're we're into comedy in the final oh, week they're going to wow. be they're going to be looking at. Um, you know, they're going to have to pick a monologue that I suppose best represents them as a person, that their skill Great. set, yeah. their comfort zone. So, so they can tailor it really to to them. What what is? And I, I think kids like I always find that the hardest thing for them after time is is picking something and, and making mm -hmm. a decision, sticking to that decision, committing to it. What, what would what would your tips be on? You know choosing a monologue so so all of them have got to pick one for the end what, what would your advice be to them about that okay so uh this this is this is a great question really so for many years before um i matured and, and probably got my training 
I always thought if I had to pick a monologue, it had to be the most dramatic or the funniest or um, I'd go to Rowan Atkinson. I'm nothing like Rowan Atkinson. I'd do some sort of monologue that he's done in the past. Um, I'd done a Jim Carrey monologue because to me, they were very funny people. And when they did their piece, it was the best. And I thought I could, well, if I do that, I'll be the best, you know. No, I mean, I think what I've found over the years is when I've, when I have to choose a monologue or a character and, and it's on me to pick that character, I like to stay very close to casting. And that's that's more of the professional way for it. But what I mean by that is find a character where you have six out of ten traits similar to that character. So then you are already halfway there. So the work is already done for you. Um, if I was to choose a really old man who was angry all the time and his, his wife had passed away, um, his dog had died and, and all these things have nothing to do with me. I've not experienced these things yet. Then I would have to learn each thing. I'd have to learn about being an old man, learn about my wife passing and, and, and so on and so on. If I chose a character that's a similar age to me within five, five years up, five years down, um, maybe is young, married, has got some kids. It's a, is a father. I'm already halfway there. I am a father. So, in that monologue, if there's a part about my son being sad, I've dealt with that. I know that emotion. So I, I think that when you are finding the monologue, if there's an emotion in the monologue that you've dealt with or similar characteristics of your own personality, you're halfway there. It's not cheating. It's just you're halfway there. I think um, there's a famous actor, his name's just gone in my head, but he said... Um, in every character he plays, there's a part of him already there. Mm -hmm. And he only accepts the scripts based on that. Because it's it's very easy to find these characters and these monologues and these emotions if you've lived it. So that's my biggest tip. Yeah. Find I the monologue that, that relates to you. Yeah, that's I think that's really good advice. Um and I find that interesting. I I wondered, you know, personally I, I always find like when I watched The Lion King or one of my favourite shows and probably one of my favourite characters of all time is Mufasa. And I, and I wonder whether as a kid it would have been Mufasa, but as a, as a dad and as someone, I know he's a lion and I'm not a lion, but, yeah, yeah. but, you, but you, like you say, you absolutely understand that even the, the, the nuance, even the, some of the much deeper detail is I can, I can draw upon that because, because I am, I am a father and I am exactly, trying to protect, yeah. protect my kids and, and I do lose it sometimes. And do, do you know what I mean? I, I, I think that's yeah, really yeah. good. It's good advice. So for them, it, you know, obviously anything that we're looking for, for junior monologues in, in most cases or teenage, there's a lot of really good teen characters out there, isn't there as well? Oh, there is. Yeah. A lot of emotions with teens. And, and I guess we've all gone through probably 80% of what teens have gone through in a, in a story. So yeah, use the emotion, use it. Don't hide away from it. Okay, I wanted to just touch on before we before we finish. I, I know you find this really difficult to pick some. You know, you, you you've given lots and lots of feedback to different people, and obviously we'll 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 be feeding all that back to students. If not, we've already done this. Um, yeah. But you know, just just give us a couple of the couple of your standouts and and, and why. Okay. Yeah. This was this was the hardest um, piece I've ever gone to for judging even even some of the live performances i've even found some of them a bit more you know certain this was really difficult um 
I think I said to you early on that no one was really on a pedestal. Um, no one was right out in front. Everyone had something they could work on. Everyone. But for me, um, just looking at all the people I chose. Um, so Badger. I really liked Badger's piece. The reason I liked it is because I found real truth in it. Mm -hmm. um, this might have something to do to our last point. He was talking about being bullied as a as a as a kid. He is a kid, and he he might have been. But I don't know his past, but there was something really truthful in it. Mm -hmm. He wasn't afraid of pausing. There was a moment where he might have forgot his line, but it worked. <laughs> it worked really well. I've done it before. I've forgotten my line and thought, "Oh, that looks good as a dramatic pause." Um, but there was a moment where he paused and. It went past the, there's a dreaded like three seconds where as the performer, three seconds feels like 30 minutes. Yeah. No, it's great. And I think it was like three or four seconds of this pause. Beautiful. Really, really emotive. Um, I really liked Badger's piece. Um, I think I said in some of my notes that at the very end, he had quite a gut-wrenching line. And that was the only line that I thought, Again, this relates to what we've just been talking about. He probably hasn't experienced maybe his mother injecting needles in front of him. So therefore, that line was a little more flat than the others. But yeah, it was beautiful. Really well done to Badger for that piece. Um, Caitlin. Caitlin's piece was great because she had accent and it didn't throw her at all. Um, a lot of time, accents can throw people. A I bit found, like how... I, 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 sorry to interrupt, Paul. I found... No, it's okay. I, I found your, 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 your thing on Caitlin... And, and my, my little bit of feedback, I think, for Caitlin would have been, and, and I think you, we touched on it in the same way, but we touched on it for, I think, for slightly different reasons. You mentioned that she, she should have maybe played it bigger because, mm. because, you know, Nancy is this much bigger, larger than life character. And I wonder, you know, how, how difficult it, it is to, as, as, as theatre performers where they need, a lot of them are used to having an audience, a big, a big theatre to play to, and now they're having to try and recapture that, certainly that volume and, and that yeah, energy, yeah. and they're doing it in, in the bedroom or they're doing it, and it's so hard to, to recreate that emotion when you're, like you say, when you're performing to a, a camera in your bedroom. Yeah, that's right. It is tough. I mean, this is where a lot of physical techniques come in to, to play. So um, if I'm doing something that becomes emotional, before I even press play, I'll start breathing quite heavy and deep and really getting that breath going um, to, to make my body. Your body doesn't know you're acting. Your body hasn't got a clue. So if you tense your fists up and breathe like you're about to fight someone, then then that that same emotion can come across in, in a piece where you've got to get some power out to someone and really give someone some, you know... Um, so this is where physical physicality really comes into it, but you have to trick your body. It's it's yeah. That was a line I learnt once that your body doesn't know you're acting. So try and get yourself in the same state. So if Nancy in this piece, I imagine she's probably really pent up. She's full of stress. She's emotionally drained at this point. Find that you've got to find it. And if you find that in your bedroom, then it will come out in the lines. It will come out. Um, You've got to build yourself up to a point where I've finished self-tapes before now and I've been sweating and I've got cramp in my calf because I'm <laughs> really pushing my body to give me that same physical response. Um, it's not all about the voice sometimes. It's not all about screaming and shouting. It's not all about waving your hands about. It's it's about what your 
physical presence can do to your voice. And that, if you can find that, if she could find that stress and that emotional urgh, just rage, then it will come out in the voice in a bigger 10 to 20% that I was looking for, <laughs> rather than just, rah, you know, in the voice. Um, so, well, yeah, I'm that's... Gonna, that's... I'm going to ask you for one more. So on. Badgers was great, because yeah. I, I think it reiterates your point about about picking a character that you... you you know, you have eight, eight or seven parts of you already there. I think that was a really good observation. Caitlin, give me, give me one more. One more. To, well, if I'm going to go to a point I've made, it would have to be, um, it would have to be Rosa, um, for grounding her feet. Now, she didn't, she didn't move once. I could tell she was completely grounded with her feet, but she was doing a lot with her upper body and her hands. So for me, just to, just to go over another point that I've made, being grounded and using your body rather than dancing about with your feet. Rosa seemed really grounded and really comfortable in her body and her presence. She felt she looked comfortable as the character. So I, I'd say to yeah, go over the points I've made, then I'd use them three to uh to use as examples. But they were all great. I there were so many. I've got about twelve on here. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous, honestly. The quality was amazing, guys. So what's on on the last week, Paul? What we're going to be doing? Obviously, we're going to be inviting all of our guest judges back, uh, and we will unfortunately be asking them for for three only, and and oh. in an or in, in an order as well. So obviously, you're all gonna you're all gonna be different people from different parts of the industry. Some actors, directors, choreographers, agents, whatever. Yeah. What What are you? I mean, I think you've kind of answered this, but you know. In, in terms of the, the peak, because some of the kids might think, well, they're going to do a piece which you will really like, but other people yeah, may, yeah. May, may not like. So, you know, going into the final week, what, what is it going to stand out for you? Which is the one, what are the monologues where you think, these are the ones that I really like? Okay, so I think, I think, I think this is pretty easy for me to, to let you know, but this also might, uh, you might get some casting directors and the, agents and directors might like this as well mm -hmm. um truth truth i want to see absolute truth of character i want to see that you know where your characters just come from have they just come out of a shop have they just been punched in the face i want to know where they're going where's the character off to next i want to see all of this truth i want to see emotion i want to believe it i want to see thoughts a lot of the time people were rattling through lines there was no moment to pause and have a think. I want to see thought. Badger did that quite well. He thought, had a minute, next line, new emotion, new thought. And that's what I want to say. Yeah, truth, I guess, would round it up well. I just want to see truth of character. Make me believe that you are that person. Amazing. Paul, thank you so much for your insight. That was really, I enjoyed that. That was, that was good. It was good to catch up. Um, hopefully we can catch up in person and properly in the coming coming weeks months let's hope so yeah um and obviously we will see you again for your um when you join us for the finale of say it <laughs> yeah uh, for the tricky pick and three oh. yeah absolutely i'll look i'll look forward to that all right mate you struggle but thank you no thank you for having me as well it's been an absolute thank pleasure watching the video good man take care mate and i'll see you really soon see you guys bye bye